Hi, and welcome back to the Hail Spartans podcast. I'm Gabby Hopkins, and today we are here for the third time with the man from room 32, Mr. James. Happy to be here. Recurring guest. I consider myself a close personal friend of the show. Uh, so hopefully third time's a charm. Thank you. This is unfortunately the third time we've had to record this episode. Uh, it's gotten better every time. As most things do, it has aged quite well, like a fine wine a fine or wine. a French cheese. <laughs> but let's begin with the question that we haven't asked before Uh-oh. in the past two awful episodes. What are three things that you would do if the world was ending tomorrow? This could also be taken as like, what are the top three things on your bucket list? Okay, yeah. Um, I mean, if the world was going to end t- tomorrow, um, I would, first of all, I would, I would say goodbye to my family. Probably drive around to my parents' house. Um, say goodbye to my girlfriend real quick. Um, maybe go see my brother. I'd go see my brother. Say bye to him. Maybe call a few friends. Okay, so just make sure that everybody in my family knows uh, it's been real. Um, next thing, I would probably I'm gonna go out to uh, like Montana uh, and run with a wild herd of buffalo. <laughs> uh, now it sounds weird, but I, I'm so I feel like a buffalo is kind of my or a bison. I believe they're called American bison. Uh, they're just so spiritually connected to that animal. Um, the first time I saw a bison in real life, I cried. I don't know what it is about them. I just think there's like so much just good energy around bison and buffalo in general. Um, so I, I would go run with a herd of them, just kind of majestically prance around the Great Plains. Um, third thing, um, I'm not really sure. I'd probably just watch a sunrise, you know. I've seen a bunch of sunsets, and those are cool enough, but I, very rarely do I take the time to watch the sun come up. Mm-hmm. So maybe I get one of the buffalo, sit down next to him, and we just, <laughs> we just watch the sunrise. Yeah, yeah, way to go out. So the American bison is also, I agree that it's a very like spiritual animal. They're just really majestic. You know, they're big, brooly, and they have those horns, which they use for protection, protect their head and the rest of their body like football players use their helmets. And they have those broad shoulders that just like yeah. look like the padding. And when they're running all in one direction, maybe if they were fighting another herd, that would also- or team. Yeah, that was my or analogy. <laughs> like right. two teams going against each other. Yeah. I can feel a question coming on. So, you, you love bison. Yeah. Do you also love football and coaching them this year? <laughs> wow, you really stuck the landing there. That was awesome. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is my first year coaching football at Roger Bacon. I'd coached eighth grade football for like eight years. Um, something I love to do. Football is very close to my family. Um, a bunch of my, I have an uncle who's a coach at Elder. Um, I have a cousin who coaches over at CHCA. So they're, they're all over the place. Um, it was weird. It was like June, late June, early July. And, and Coach Sally texted me and said, what do you think about volunteering um, for coaching this year and I, I thought about it and I was like that's a lot of time um, but I finally said yes and it was an awesome awesome year it was a weird year with with all the COVID stuff and not really having too many fans there uh, and the practices were a little different but um, all in all I love football but but I, I think more importantly I just love being around kids a lot 
um, especially high school age kids. I think they're still developing, they're still impressionable, but they're also not like drooling and snotty. So uh, yeah, football was just, just a chance for me to spend some more time around here because um, I don't do enough of that already. But it was a fun year. It didn't end the way we wanted to, I guess, but uh, really good year. I had a lot of fun. What, uh, what other things do you enjoy? Like, do you like watching movies? Yeah. Um, so I think more than movies, I, I can't remember the last movie I watched, to be honest with you. Uh, but I do, I do binge a lot of TV shows. Um, I'm actually terrible about it. I, I have zero capability. Like, when I find a show I like, I do not have the mental fortitude to just, like, watch one episode a week or a couple episodes a night. It's almost like a mission. Like, I can't continue my life until I finish the show. Um, so I like a lot of fantasy-type stuff. Um, really like The Mandalorian right now on Disney+. Plus. Um, big Star Wars guy. Like Lord of the Rings, I guess those are movies, but um, Amazon's coming out with the Lord of the Rings TV series. Yeah, I heard about that. Uh, that should be pretty good. I think my favorite show of all time, though, is, is Peaky Blinders, just because it, it's a lot of history, but also um, good characters, a lot of drama. Oh, that's my favorite show right now. Okay, so here at Roger Bacon, you are a social studies and history teacher. What drew you to teach these subjects? Man, um, my junior year of high school, I had a teacher named Mr. Hilbert. Uh, it was AP US history. Um, he was just like the best guy I've ever met in my entire life. Um, just his way of looking at history his way of teaching the subject, and, and it just really increased like the importance in my mind of the subject. Um, so as far as history goes, I always knew I wanted to be a history teacher, and he's the reason why. Um, but as far as like why did I enter the teaching profession, my English teacher was named Mr. Plays, and he had just like the type of personality with just a ball of energy. He was an old guy, but he just had such an outlook on life, such a positive vibe about him that it was just like every day you walked in his room, you just felt like a, a breath of fresh air. Um, and I try and do that, obviously. From I try every day, but obviously that you know, we're human. Um, so I'll say that. Mr. Hilbert for history, and then Mr. Play is just the, the energy of teaching. Okay, so I have another question. Everyone has a favorite group, you know, musical artist, whoever it may be. And I think it's pretty well known that you love the Jonas Brothers. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know exactly when it started. Um, I remember watching Camp Rock 1 when it premiered on the Disney Channel. And I was in probably like sixth grade or something, maybe fifth or sixth grade. So I couldn't really talk to it about my friends because it, it really wasn't cool back then to, to watch the Disney Channel and watch like super get into like the Jonas Brothers or High School Musical and stuff, which are awesome movies now. Um, I was blown away by that movie. And so I, I got into a lot of their older music and then they broke up and my heart was just shattered. Uh, but I had written them off. It, it had been years since I even thought about them. I didn't listen to their solo music all that much. Um, and then last year, or last summer, um, they said they were getting back together and releasing an album. And just top to bottom, it's, it's my favorite album of all time. I'm not sure what it is about the Jonas Brothers. That, that just, it's almost like the Bison thing, where I just feel like so spiritually livened by them. Um, I've been to a, the concert when they came to Cincinnati last year. And then before COVID hit, 
Um, my girlfriend and I were supposed to go to Las Vegas to see them. Um, and it was not out of the question in my mind. I, I, she probably would have said no. But I thought, you know what, we're in Las Vegas. We're in the Jonas Brothers concert. Like, let's just get married in the desert or something like that. Um, the concert got canceled, obviously, global pandemic. There were bigger issues. Um, so I'm not too upset about it. My mom's probably happy that I can get married at a Jonas Brothers concert. But <laughs> I, yeah, I don't know. I just, I think there are certain artists that just, for whatever reason, speak to you. Uh, and for me, I just, Jonas Brothers songs, I associate with such positive energy in my life. And so, till I die, they're going to be playing in room 32. <laughs> Now, on top of the normal core classes you teach, you also took on a psychology elective this year. Um, what led you to do that? Well, the short answer is that they made me. Uh, they needed somebody to teach it, and I, I stepped up. Um, I took psychology in college. It's part of the, the social studies teaching degree. So I took it twice, um, two classes. I didn't fail one and have to take it again. <laughs> I really liked it. I never thought it was something that I teach because it, there is a lot of science in it. Um, and I, I didn't know if I was really comfortable doing that. Um, but they kind of gave me the option of continuing to teach world history for freshmen as well as juniors or trade that in for, for juniors and seniors in psychology. Um, and nothing against freshmen or anything like that, but I think I'm more um, able to teach older kids a lot more and a lot better. Um, but I, I've fell in love with the subject this semester. I really have. Um, it's not American history for me yet, but I just, I'm, I'm blown away at how well uh, the class works for me and the material makes sense to me. I love kids for whatever reason really get after psychology. Um, they're, they're just really curious about it. Um, I don't know. I just kind of like talking about why the mind works the way it does because there really are no scientific answers to a lot of psychological questions we have and i think kids get really creative with why they think things happen inside their brains and i just think i think it's awesome we have really good conversations in there okay wrapping this up our final question that we ask every one of our guests if you had two minutes to talk to the whole world and everyone was listening what would you say okay two minutes the whole world's listening um, I would probably emphasize the importance of taking care of yourself mentally, um, particularly for young people. Um, in my own experience, when I was a high school age kid and then into college and then my young adult life, um, when I experienced things like anxiety and, and depression, I feel like one of the biggest pitfalls that I ran into um, that, that was so detrimental to my life for a while was that I wasn't really sure like what was going on um, or, or how I was supposed to feel about those things or, or who I was supposed to talk to about those things. Um, and I think I just lost sight of like how common it really is for people. Um, the vast majority of people, especially when they're young, are going to experience some level of, of anxiety or depression or anything like that. Um, and although sometimes I think it's a little cheesy and, and maybe beating a dead horse, we, you really can't be afraid to bring it up to, to friends, loved ones, teachers, counselors, coaches, um, because the, the worst thing that you can possibly do in a situation like that is think that you're going through that alone. Um, now everybody experiences it differently. Everybody experiences it to, to varying degrees, but um, I, I would tell people that um, those feelings are completely normal uh, and they're not feelings that you have to let control your life. 
Um, there are ways to, to mitigate those things, and I, I just think people lose sight of that. All right, well, thank you for coming on. Uh, third time. Right now, seems to be a Thank you all for listening to the Hales Park Podcast.